Hey there, friend. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something really special with you. If you are tired of feeling stuck in the wine trap and ready to reclaim your freedom, I've got just the thing. This is my free seven easiest quit tips guide. And inside, you're going to find simple, actionable tips to kickstart your journey to sobriety and discover the joy of living alcohol-free. It really is joyous. So if you're curious about how easy it can be to break free from the cycle of drinking, just head over to vibewithstephanie.com slash guide to grab your copy today. You're not alone on this journey. It's a lot easier than you think, especially with this seven easy quit tips guide. Go grab it now and then get comfy and settled in for our coming up episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Glow Big Sober podcast. It's your host, Stephanie, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Today, we're going to talk about high functioning alcoholism. That's One of the most common types of drinker that I come across is high functioning. And I guess I could consider myself that when I was a heavy, heavy drinker because I was functioning. I was no one would have called me out on being an alcoholic. It wasn't like I was drinking out of a paper bag. And I think a lot of times we that's what we associate with being an alcoholic. But sometimes we're high functioning and we're rocking and rolling. We're taking care of things. We're feeding our children. We're getting dressed every day. So if you're questioning whether you're a high functioning alcoholic, I do have some questions for you. Has it even become a concern for you when you're unwinding every night after work with a drink? Has that concerned you at all? Has it set off any little red flags? Are you finding that your casual drink turns into one too many? Maybe you're just questioning the health of your relationship with alcohol. And that curiosity has led you here. Did you know that one of the most Googled questions is, am I an alcoholic? Yeah, it really is. Everyone wants to know. I can say that if you're Googling it, look no further. You probably have a little bit of a problem. But guess what? The new term is alcohol use disorder. So traditional phrases like alcoholism or alcohol abuse still lingers, but it's on a spectrum ranging from mild to moderate to severe. And it's all problematic drinking, regardless of how we label it. So just know that if you're Googling it, if you're wondering, it's okay. It's problematic. It's actually what it was designed to do is keep you down. I've said that a thousand times and ruin your life. It's not meant to actually help you in any way. It's It was always about money and power and control and keeping us sick. So if you're starting to wonder whether it's problematic in your life, it probably is. And that's okay. There's a way out. I was way beyond, I think, functioning at this point. Like I was still functioning, but I was not cleaning my house like I should. I wasn't flossing as much. I wasn't taking care of my hygiene. I wasn't showering as much. Really, by the time I was done, my main focus was alcohol. When am I going to get my next drink? And you may not be there yet, but it very well could progress if you don't just kind of do a little bit of your research and do a little bit of legwork behind what's happening. High-functioning alcoholics don't always fit the stereotypical image of stumbling through life with a bottle in their hand. Many of us have steady jobs, a decent social circle, and we appear normal to outsiders. Denying that someone is a high-functioning alcoholic can be easy, especially when society tells us it's okay to be drinking that heavy and getting drunk at happy hours and drinking at every occasion and baby showers and Easter and it's socially acceptable to drink. But frequent alcohol abuse builds tolerance, and I found this out the hard way, leading to an increased need for more alcohol, 
to achieve the same effect. There was a time when I would drink like one or two glasses of white wine a night. I would go for runs in the morning. I was, I don't know, in my 20s. And I was perfectly professional, except once in a while I'd go to a happy hour for work or whatever and get completely wasted. But at night, I was just having one or two glasses of wine, and it was not a big deal. But my tolerance increased, and then you need more, and you need more to get the same effect. And then next thing we know, we're calling in sick to work, our health is starting to suffer, and an overall departure from our best self. That is the natural progression. And it gets worse from there, but I'm not going to take you down that path. I think you you can picture where it goes. Actually, if you haven't seen, there's a show called Her Name Was Bet. And I think you can watch it on YouTube. It's like an hour or it's My Name Was Bet, B-E-T-T-E. And I have a lot of my coaching clients watch that because it's just, it shows the real progression. And that was exactly what happened to my mom. I didn't watch that until I was sober. I didn't know about it until I was sober, but I watched it and was like, wow. I mean, just to watch that progression, to go from a professional and a mom to partying because of a divorce or whatever. And then the progression to actually drinking out of paper bags and then abandoning your family and sitting alone and becoming a shut in and liver failure, organ failure, and then dying. You know, if someone had given me this information at that moment in time when I was drinking the two glasses of wine per night, which I'm pretty sure during that time, my grandmother, my mima told me, And I was like, I don't have a problem. Look, I'm able to drink two glasses of wine per night. It's not a problem, Mima. Mind your business. And now now look, I'm telling you this, but I don't expect even half of the listeners to take this and say, oh, okay, I better stop. You're going to do it in your own time. And you don't necessarily have to hit rock bottom, but you're going to do it in your own time. So don't stress. But every little bit that you listen, every little bit that you learn, does go in your subconscious and it will stay there and it will help you in the long term. So just take this information with a grain of salt. I've got some homework at the end that you can do. And when you're ready, you're ready. No pressure here at all. Here are five signs that you might be on the path to high-functioning alcohol abuse. If you have blackouts or memory loss, forgetting events that occurred while drinking, I cannot count the amount of times that that happened to me, at least monthly, even when I was like a mom to a little boy, I was still blacking out once in a while. I would drink too much wine once he went to bed or while he was still awake and fall asleep and not remember anything. And there's a lot of women that I coach that currently do that. They're drinking themselves to sleep and then can't remember what happened, what they said, what they watched, what they read. If you're having any blackouts or memory loss, that could be a real big sign that you're high functioning or not functioning very well at all. You could have already progressed past that. Number two, exceeding intended limits. So if you're drinking more than you planned, if you're like, I'm just going to have two tonight and you end up getting wasted and leaving your car downtown, you could have a problem. Like really think about that. People without problems can have a glass of wine or have whatever they limited themselves to and they'll be just fine. People who have a bit of a progressive problem can't. They keep breaking promises to themselves. And do you know that my main source of work Besides helping women get sober, the next thing is forgiveness because everyone is so upset with themselves at how many promises they kept breaking to themselves and to their family, but mostly to themselves. If you're breaking promises all the time, you're going to drink more because you're going to feel like crap. This is all I deserve. This is all I'm worth. 
and it's going to cause you to drink more. So just keep that in mind. If you are trying to moderate and it keeps failing, this is a time for you to take a look at quitting because it's only going to get worse from here. Number three, withdrawal symptoms. If you're noticing shakiness when you're not drinking or nauseousness or forgetfulness or a lot of times when you're hungover, you're falling around, like you just don't have the stability mentally or physically. If you're having any kind of withdrawal symptoms like that, you might be drinking way, way too much. Number four, if you've noticed that you have built a tolerance and you're able to say something like, oh yeah, I can drink a bottle of wine and I can still drive or I can drink a bottle of wine and no one would even know I drank. That means that you have a tolerance going that is making you more of a high-functioning alcohol abuser. Needing more alcohol to achieve the same effects is building tolerance, and it's actually really, really hurting you. So it's not a badge of honor to be like, oh, I can drink two bottles of wine, and it's all good. No, it means you're building a tolerance, and it means it's going to take more and more and more and more, and that's how you progress to being a full-blown alcoholic. Number five, admitting or joking about having a problem. I did this all the time. What do they say? Much truth is said in jest. When you're joking around like, wow, I'm the token drunk girl or, oh, I would say, oh my God, my liver is going to fall right out. That was one of the jokes I would say. Or put my champagne on a drip, on a morphine drip, things like that. So if you're joking around about your problem, you might have a problem. If any of these resonate, it might be time to just reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. It doesn't mean you have to panic. doesn't mean you have to go straight on to rehab or to an AA meeting, God forbid. All I want you to do is just take a closer look at your relationship with alcohol. No pressure. You can look from a distance with love without judging yourself in any way. You can literally just look inside and I can show you how to reflect on your own drinking habits. So let me give you a little bit of homework. Write down what habits have given you red flags. Write down any behaviors that you might have had in the past, let's say two months, let's say 60 days. What has happened? Have you done anything that you kind of regret, makes you cringe? Is there something that you did that didn't make you feel too good about your drinking? Any little red flags? It's a small step, but it's powerful to be able to look inward and have some self-awareness around this alcohol. So that's all I'm asking you to do. Grab a pen and paper and write down your thoughts and reflect on your own drinking habits. And if anything has made you feel kind of weird, like did you fall asleep with a candle lit? Or did you forget what you were watching on Netflix? Or spill wine in your bed? Or say something you regret? Text somebody you wish you hadn't? What happened in the last 60 days that made you cringe a little bit or have any kind of red flag? And then if you would like a win for this week, win, it stands for what I need, challenge, Decide on a day this week that you're going to break the cycle. So if you typically drink on Wednesdays after work, replace that with something else. So if you know that Wednesday at five o'clock, you're going to open a glass of Chardonnay, take a walk instead at five o'clock. Set your alarm at 4.50 to get your shoes. You got 10 minutes to get your shoes on, grab a water, set your watch, get your dog, whatever it is, and get out the door and take a walk instead. And if you end up drinking when you get back from the walk, I'm not going to punish you for that. I just want you to put something in between you and the alcohol. And that could be a walk. That could be a cup of tea, reading 10 pages in a book. That could be sipping a sparkly water or writing down 10 things that you're grateful for. So I want you to plan in advance 
what is the next day you're going to be drinking? If it's tonight at five o'clock, just say, okay, instead of my five o'clock drink, I'm going to set my alarm for 10 minutes to five o'clock to go do this, this, and this, and this. And then when I get back, I'll see how I feel. You could even take a bath during that time. Just put something in between you and that. And that is a win. That is a win for you. You're already breaking the habit. And that's what this is. Most of the women that I'm speaking to right now on this platform, you are here for a reason. And it's because I've attracted you to me because of my story, because we're similar, because it's authentic, because it resonates. Whatever the reason, most of the women I attract are not sitting inside basement churches at AA. If you're the average woman who's listening to this and you found yourself in the wine cycle and you're stuck and you want to get out and you don't want to go to AA, you know you don't need rehab, you're hoping you don't need rehab, you just want to do this on your own but not alone, then that's why you're here and I think that this will work for you. Let's just start replacing this habit. I can show you ways that you can get through it in more of a holistic, fun, easygoing way. You can book a free 15-minute discovery call with me and we can see how I can help you at vibewithstephanie.com. I have so many resources ranging from free to middle of the road to little boot camps that you can do by yourself to working with me one-on-one. So they vary. So set up a time to chat about your unique situation and see how I can help you. If you want to go it on your own and just learn a little more and dive into something that's so good for you that I've feel like every woman in the whole wide world should do, I would suggest starting with the Breakup with Booze Bootcamp. It's really fun and you learn a lot and it helps you really just reevaluate your entire relationship with alcohol with no pressure. Those are the signs that you may have a little bit of a problem with alcohol, but I believe that you can get through it just like I did. I'm two plus years sober no AA, no meetings, no rehab. And I am now just sharing how you can do it too. And to give you hope, you're not too far gone. If you're listening to this, you're probably not too far gone. I don't think anybody's ever too far. Well, my mom might've been too far gone, but at one point she wasn't. At one point she wasn't. That's the point. That's why I'm trying to get to you now. Because if you're here now, you're probably not too far gone. Anyway, I love you. Thanks for being here. And I hope that you enjoyed this. Please share if you did and book that call so we can just talk. I'd love to meet you anyway. All right. Bye. Did you know there is one missing piece to you finally getting sober once and for all? That missing piece is mindset. That's the thing that's going to help you transform your life from the inside out. I am so thrilled to invite you to my free Mindset Masterclass, where we dive into proven strategies to shift that mindset and really create a life filled with purpose, abundance, and joy. If you're tired of feeling stuck in those limiting beliefs and ready for a mindset of growth and possibility, then this Masterclass is for you. If you're ready to rewrite your story and step into the best version of yourself, this Masterclass is for you. Join me at vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass. Your mindset is the key to unlocking the life of your dreams. I can't wait to see you inside. Just go to vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass.